Welcome to Microfamous, where you learn how to become famously influential to the right people. Now, the podcast isn't for everyone, but if you're driven to teach, train, and lead people, if you want to solve real problems in the world, if you want to systematically build an audience of like-minded people, if you want to convert that audience into clients you love and do it all without being glued to your phone or getting locked into a business you hate, then you're in the right place. In this episode, we'll dig into the strategy and systems of becoming microfamous so you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And now let's jump in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited because today we're talking about one of the core concepts of Microfamous. It's one of the, my favorite things to talk about. So we're building on the, uh, the three stages of influence. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that episode out. Because once you understand that, those three stages, and you understand how influence is built, then it, it brings up a challenge. And that challenge is to pick the one thing that we want to be known for. And we have a lot of options. So today I want to lay out the ideal. And the ideal is to uncover not just any old thing or something that we can be known for, but to become known for an, an idea that is so clear and compelling that it resonates with our ideal clients and gets them to take action. So let's lay some groundwork. Let's start with a simple principle. Every business is based on an idea. The companies that we admire the most are based on ideas that we admire, ideas we believe in, ideas we want to support and champion. So I'll give you a few examples. Amazon, everything should be available for sale online. Dollar Shave Club, shaving should be, should be simple and inexpensive. Apple, uh, tech should be simple, cool, and easy. So at the heart of each of these businesses that we admire lives a clear and compelling idea. And that is often a guiding principle or a vision of how the world should be. It's like this North Star that guides the company and its whole strategy and products and services. So looking to follow in the footsteps of those types of companies, there are a lot of business leaders who set out to find an idea of their own, an idea that can attract customers and drive growth and expansion. And usually the search immediately goes off the rails because what happens is people in business start the search by looking for an idea that serves as an umbrella, a big general overarching idea that allows them to sell anything that they would ever create to anyone who might want to buy it. And it's a search for what I call the magic umbrella. So how do they expect to cut through the noise with an idea that's so general it could be used to sell almost anything to anyone? Great question, and yet the search continues. So the search for the magic umbrella leads a lot of times to meaningless slogans like this, empowering people, enjoy better, be your way, look again, live your life, and you got people. Um, I can't even tell you, I came across those, those corporate slogans when I was doing research for the book. And I couldn't even tell you now, I couldn't tell you then what companies they matched up with. I certainly can't tell you now. Now, you've got slogans like Just Do It that you immediately link to the company that, they, that produced them. But these kinds of meaningless corporate slogans like Be Your Way, You Got People, uh, I don't even know what the heck the words mean, let alone what companies they're linked to. So that they're entirely forgettable. And it's easy to laugh at those meaningless slogans, yet a lot of us as coaches, consultants, and thought leaders, we actually make the same mistake every day. We look for an idea for our service that allows us to sell virtually anything we ever create to, to anyone who wants to buy it. We're looking for that same magic umbrella. We're looking for an idea that encompasses everything we could ever do, say, or sell. And to me, this search is more about us and what we want to do and not the people we want to serve. 
the, the people we want to serve, they just want to quickly understand what we do for them and what makes us different. So when we take this magic umbrella idea and we put it in front of those potential clients, it has the exact same impact as a meaningless corporate slogan. Why? Because magic umbrella ideas don't compel action. They're too big, too general, too overarching to be actually specific and compelling. So if we know that, then what kind of idea should we be searching for? What kind of idea makes it easier to become micro-famous and what kind of idea should live at the core of our business? And here's what I believe. I believe we should look for a very specific type of idea and that is a clear and compelling idea. Now, if you listen to the podcast before over the last year or so, you might have heard me reference some of these classic examples like FedEx and Domino's Pizza and BMW. And I want to give you those examples to show you what a clear and compelling idea looks like in the world of big brands that you're already familiar with. So if you look at FedEx, you know, overnight delivery was the idea that drove their explosive growth. Uh, for Domino's, the idea was 30-minute delivery or it's free. For BMW, it was the ultimate driving machine. And that idea of a BMW being the ultimate driving machine catapulted BMW past Mercedes and luxury car sales and helped them take over the number one position for a while. So those are examples of big brand, clear and compelling ideas. Now, what's our clear and compelling idea? We have the same challenge out here in, in thought leader land. So the goal is to have an idea at the core of our business that is so clear and compelling to our ideal clients that they cannot help themselves. They have to take action. They have to learn more. To understand what makes an idea clear and compelling, it's helpful to look at the other variations of ideas and their symptoms, right? So what happens when we have an idea that isn't clear and compelling? So this basically breaks down into a quadrant. So there's four different types of ideas. We're going to start with clear and ordinary. Now, this is the most common. So if you think of a local service business, like an accountant, uh, an insurance salesperson, a financial advisor, even a real estate agent, it's pretty clear what they sell. But they're also viewed as interchangeable. So the symptoms that you get when you have a clear and ordinary idea in your business is things like price shopping, being treated as a commodity, a lack of loyalty. Uh, prospects are in control because they don't see us as irreplaceable. So we end up begging for business. We have to cut our fees. We have to make deals or offer discounts and, or even compromise profits just to stay in business. So that's pretty bad. Now, as bad as that is, being unclear and ordinary is even worse. So not only is it unclear what we do, but when people finally understand what we do, then it turns out to be ordinary. There's nothing compelling about it and there's no reason to take action. So when we're unclear and ordinary, when, when that's the idea that is at the heart of our business, we're like a restaurant that tries to please everyone and ends up serving a bunch of ordinary dishes that nobody gets excited about. There's no core idea. There's no guiding principle or point of view on food or the dining experience. So if you look at business makeover shows about restaurants, they almost always start by paring down the menu and focusing around a core idea. Now, in the coaching world, we have a ton of examples of this type of an idea, an idea that is unclear and ordinary. So if you look at coaches that offer a menu of services, to the point where it isn't clear exactly what problem they solve, yet even once prospects understand the menu of services, they realize there's not actually anything compelling about any one service in particular. Prospects can't identify a compelling difference between that coach and other consultants in the niche, uh, or the differences that that coach thinks is compelling just isn't compelling to the prospects. So what they end up with is they end up being unclear and ordinary. Now, the symptoms of, that you have an unclear and ordinary idea are little to no growth few referrals and repeat clients, little enthusiasm from prospects when you describe what you do. And there's just an overall sluggishness around the business. It feels like you're pushing a giant rock up a very steep hill. So you want to get out of this category as quickly as possible. 
Hey, everybody, we'll get back to the episode in just a second. But first, with all the inward and outward pressure to be everywhere and be everything to everyone, I wanted to create a space where like-minded thought leaders can support each other and help us all stay focused. So if you're driven to teach, train, and lead, and you want to connect with others who are focused on becoming famously influential to the right people, I'm inviting you to join the MicroFamous community over on Facebook. It's a place for connection and conversation with people just like you who want to attract an audience, build real enduring influence, and become micro famous. So if that's you, you're invited. Head on over to microfamousgroup.com to join and we'll see you in the community. Now let's talk about the next type of idea, which is unclear and compelling. Now this is where a lot of experts and influencers and coaches and consultants live. We are unique. We do have compelling insights and compelling differences from our competitors, but those differences are not razor sharp clear to our audience. So it's actually easier to fall into this trap when we have a wide-ranging set of skills, interests, and abilities. That wide range of interests and creative urges and skills actually leads us away from solving one single really, really valuable big problem. That wide range of skills and talents gives us the ability to compete in multiple niches and serve multiple different types of people. So what we end up being is a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. Now, at this stage, when we have an unclear, compelling idea. It means that we sell best from things like speaking gigs, live events, personal relationships and referrals, but we have difficulty scaling beyond that. There are compelling differences between us and our competitors, but it takes time for people to understand those differences. So the lead lead generation tactics that work are those that require people to spend chunks of time with us, or they require high trust referrals and relationships. That's why I say this is where a a lot of coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, and thought leaders live. And you can see it best in those types of symptoms, the difficulty in scaling beyond speaking gigs, live events, personal relationships, and referrals. Now, let's return back to talking about clear and compelling again, because we've looked at the other types, right? We've looked at every other variation, and we've looked at what happens when we have anything less than a clear and compelling idea. Now, the clear and compelling idea, that is where experts and influencers and thought leaders who have broken through. We've boiled down our insight and creativity into an idea that is not only compelling, but it's also razor sharp clear to the audience. When that, idea, when that audience of ideal clients hears our clear and compelling idea, they cannot unhear it. They must take action to learn more. So what does a clear and compelling idea look like in the world of you know, influencers and business leaders? I'll give you a few examples. E-myth. Work on your business instead of just in your business. Dan Kennedy, any marketing that fails to generate a response is a waste of money. It's a clear and compelling idea about marketing. Russell Brunson had another clear and compelling idea about marketing, which is you're just one funnel away from success. Let's talk about marketing. The godfather of marketing right now, Seth Godin, turns strangers into friends and friends into customers. That is the entire idea behind his first book, Permission Marketing, and every single book he's written since then has been based on that fundamental premise turn strangers into friends and friends into customers. Uh, an idea that a lot of people in my audience from the real estate side will recognize Gary Keller. Any real estate agent can build a million dollar business. That was the clear and compelling idea behind the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. And that book is the main driver of the eventual success of Keller Williams, the brokerage, right? Those ideas were so clear and so compelling that once they got out into the public, people couldn't unhear them. They were compelled to take action. So let me give you a few earmarks of a clear and compelling idea. How do you know? 
How do you know that you've arrived? How do you know that you've uncovered an idea that truly is clear and compelling to the right people? So here, here's a few earmarks. Number one, it communicates quickly. A clear and compelling idea can often be boiled down to just one or two sentences, and it speaks immediately and magnetically to the right people. Number two, a clear and compelling idea attracts attention and publicity. It doesn't need to be paid, it doesn't need to be pushed as much through paid advertising, right? If you find yourself constantly having to pay for attention, that's a bad sign. It's a sign that you might not have a clear and compelling idea. Number three, a clear and compelling idea spreads much more easily because it's carried along by word of mouth and novelty. It's new, it's interesting, it's surprising. And if it's not, it doesn't spread very easily, right? So a clear and compelling idea spreads much more easily. Number four, a clear and compelling idea polarizes. It often causes disagreement, maybe even anger and hatred, creating both loyal followers and fervent opponents right? If you come out and you say, you know, hustle is not the answer. Uh, most people who love Gary Vaynerchuk are going to hate you, <laughs> right? Um, but the people that have been in the shadows and feeling like they're neglected, they're going to love you, right? So a clear and compelling idea polarizes. Uh, I think we're on number five. A clear and compelling idea creates demand. It puts laser focus on the problem we solve and stirs up demand for a solution. Number six, a clear and compelling idea compels the right people to take action. They must learn more, and in learning about our idea, they often decide that we are the best suited to deliver the solution to their problem. And number seven, a clear and compelling idea stakes out a claim to the leadership position in our niche. Ideally, a clear and compelling idea reframes the problem we solve or expresses a fresh new solution to the problem. That way, when our ideal client hears our idea, their, action, their reaction is, I have to learn more. That should be the reaction that we get when we tell an ideal client what we do. Our clear and compelling idea is a force multiplier as well. Yes, we have to step up and put our idea in front of people, but our efforts get a lot more effective and fun when we start sharing a clear and compelling idea. When we consistently share that type of an idea, an idea that speaks directly to the problem we solve, the more we become known for our idea. The faster we become known for our clear and compelling idea, the faster we get micro-famous. Famously influential to the right people. So that's why this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's one of the very, very key elements of the whole micro-famous strategy. If we don't uncover a clear and compelling idea, growth will always be sluggish, right? Because we're not saying something that grabs attention and gets a, gets a reaction and compels action from the right people. But if we do, everything gets easier, everything gets more effective, and everything gets more fun. And it's a lot faster and easier to become known for a clear and compelling idea, which propels us into that third stage of influence where we are known for that. We, are, we, we become known for that clear and compelling idea. That's when we can really become famously influential to the right people. So, that's today's episode. I hope you got a ton out of that. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out. Always, uh, always get a hold of me. I'm, I love to get feedback, pushback, whatever you have. Um, and, uh, and we talk more about this in detail uh, in the Microfamous books. So if you have questions, um, you might be able to turn there as well. But I really, really like, I want to help people understand and uncover what their clear and compelling idea is because I, I can see the power of it and how much it affects a business to be based around the right idea. And anytime we have something that's less than a clear and compelling idea, it makes everything in business more sluggish and more difficult. It's like I said, it feels like we're pushing a big rock up an extremely steep hill. 
And business doesn't have to be that way. So the more clear we get, the more compelling our idea, the more razor sharp clear it is to the right people, the faster we can become micro famous. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the Micro Famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.